You're listening to the newest episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 92nd episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. If you like today's episode, be sure to leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at Olver International. Today, the topic shifts to diversity and inclusion. Last week, I told you I would be interviewing Barb Zablotny today, but that interview is going to happen later in the month. Instead, I have a close friend and colleague, Sylvester Baugh, to talk with us about the topic. Sylvester is an author, speaker, coach, and trainer. He also co-authored with me the book, Leveraging Diversity at Work, and also authored his own book, puzzled but not confused about relationships. And I happen to have a little insider information to know that he's working on a new book about his journey from diagnosis of kidney failure and kidney disease to living a vibrant life after a transplant. What is the title of that book? The title is Victory in the Weight. You can look for that after the new year. I'm sure that will be up on Amazon. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Welcome, Sylvester. I'm really glad that you're here to join us today. I'm honored to be here, Kim. Let's just jump right into the topic. And can you tell me in your experience, I know you do a lot of diversity training. Why do you think diversity is important to understand? Wow. I think it's important to understand because it's a natural part of the fabric of our lives. I've encountered many people who don't try to understand it, don't seem to understand it, don't try to embrace it. But it's one of the most consistent things in our everyday living is that we're going to be faced with diversity. I think it's important that we invest time, effort and attention to being intentional about understanding and appreciating diversity. Thank you. How long have you been involved in sharing information about diversity? It's been probably 40 years. I began in the 1980s, basically with an understanding of the impact, effect, and importance of diversity. In the early 90s, I started formally providing training to individuals, companies, and organizations regarding diversity. Diversity has always been a conscious part of my life for many years. I can go back to high school. And I remember really understanding diversity and the impact that it has. I was put in positions where that information was almost forced upon me. I didn't like it. I didn't understand it. But as I traveled through the journey of life, I began to look at things from a different perspective. And I wanted to understand it. And I wanted to understand why it was the way it was. And I began to look at it intentionally in high school, but providing information probably happened in the late 80s, early 90s. What was it in high school that pointed you in that direction? Growing up as a kid, I really didn't pay attention to diversity because when we think about diversity, we think about race. We think about the environment, the culture that we're raised in. And that was pretty much in my life as a child, it was pretty consistent with the way that I lived. Everybody looked like me. Everybody around me acted like me. Diversity wasn't a part of that. 
When I entered in the high school, I went to a high school that was 90% Caucasian. And I had never been in an environment like that. And so I witnessed diversity immediately. It wasn't just racial, because along with different types of diversity comes different types of diversity, (laughs) behaviors, thoughts, perceptions, ideas. In high school, I began to see it, understand it, embrace the frustration. And I was motivated to put myself in a better place by understanding the differences that I was faced with. That's when it really began for me is mid-1970s. That's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. And then when you formally started to do it, you started to teach for companies and organizations diversity training that you actually developed yourself, right? Yeah. It was a mandate put on me by my supervisor at the time. I worked for a youth service agency and I was asked to develop a training entitled Cultural Awareness. In that was diversity discussions where we throughout the training. I began to do research, put this training together. Then I was asked to go out and just train the staff of the company, which was a challenge because we had a very diverse staff and we were dealing with a lot of diverse issues at the time. So that was challenging and interesting in itself. But later on, when I branched out from the organization and I met you, that's when my understanding of diversity went to the next level. And I understand the intentionality that needed to be attached to understanding diversity. As you know, we began a journey on trying to understand the differences just in each other and learning to appreciate and embrace those differences. Well, what I loved about that and part of what I know you teach is that you can learn generalities about a particular culture. You can think you know something about that culture because of the cultural leanings of a particular group of people, but that is not true for everyone. In fact, it's what leads to stereotyping, which is what causes oppression and discrimination. And so what we did, I think it was incredibly powerful for me, was get to know one another other as people and care enough to want to know about the differences. And we definitely had some adventures. I know. <laughs> yes, uh, we did. Yeah. One that comes to mind is we actually went to one another's places of worship. What a difference between <laughs> your church and my church, although they're both Protestant churches. Your church was such a joyous place and my church was such a reverent place. It could be perceived very differently with more negative adjectives if you don't try to understand it. Right. Because, um, you know, from where I stood, I listened to the congregation in your church. And before knowing you, I would have thought, oh, my gosh, they're being so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny yeah. to think of the way that we look at difference when we're not really trying to understand it. We have this judgment instead of a curiosity, which I think only further separates us. I I loved that we've traveled a good bit of our grown-up lives on similar paths. It's been really amazing for me. I'm not quite sure what I did for you, but I know that it was wonderful for me. Yeah, it was life-changing for me as well. What impact personal would you say has diversity had in your life? Diversity has really impacted me as a parent. It really impacted me as a man, as a Black man. 
one of the words that you consistently used and I embrace is understanding. Embracing diversity helped me to see the importance of understanding. I always say you want to get understanding in all that you do. You don't have to agree. You don't have to like it, but you want to understand it. Understanding settles your spirit because you can look at something that's different than what you are, what you believe. But if you can understand it from the perspective of your sight or from the perspective of the other person, then you have a more settled mind, a more settled spirit. Personally, for me, that has helped me to connect to many different people throughout training and encountering people with a level of acceptance or, dare I say, appreciation, because I do understand where they're coming from or what they're dealing with or what they're projecting. I would hope that others would see diversity in that way and develop and grow personally for themselves in the same arena that I have. Wow. How do you think that it impacted your parenting? Can you say something about that? Uh, Yes. It's funny. What I was thinking about is how we used to do trainings together and we would introduce ourselves by displaying our differences in a diversity training. I know that you have two boys. Men now. Adult men. Yes. (laughs) When I met them, they were boys. And I have two grown adult girls. I think we can both say both of our children are different. Your two children aren't alike. My two children aren't alike. But I think what it's done for me as a parent was it helped me to look at the differences in them and find the appreciation for those differences. I know that sometimes I've heard historically how parents might even tend to compare children. You should be more like your blank or why aren't you as smart as your blank? Or even internalize it and think, where did I go wrong with this person or with this person? But for me as a parent, I learned to embrace the differences in both of my girls, women, I'm sorry. And they have become very positive, successful people. And I think part of that as a parent is that you learn to accept the individuals and embrace those individualities and encourage them. And that's how diversity has really helped me as a parent. Terrific. Thank you for that. What would you say to someone who's struggling with embracing diversity? First of all, I'd say I think it's normal not to beat yourself up because I think much of the society struggles with diversity. I think at the core of a lot of our issues dealing with equity and inclusion is the struggle with diversity. Because of that, we need to take some time, slow down, and look at why is it that I can't see the gift in somebody that is different? Why is it that I automatically turn to negative thoughts if their approach or their thinking is different? For me, I have grown from being around different people. I would encourage people that are struggling to look for the gift in the other person. And look for learning from the other person. That information that you're getting from them will actually enhance who you are. It broadens your territory. You can navigate the earth, the world more effectively because you're learning as you encounter differences. Probably in short, I would say embrace the difference. You'll learn from it. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you have any thoughts to share about why people might struggle with embracing diversity? 
Yeah, I think it's part of the fabric of our culture. I think our culture has become one of separatism. We have categorized people based on education, financial status, race, gender, political opinions, religious opinions. And so we place people in these categories. And if their category doesn't match ours, we don't work to understand it and appreciate it. People fall into that because it's been accepted by society, by our culture, and embraced by our culture. If we were to shift our thinking and our hearts to encouraging people to have challenging discussions and to look at diverse people and entities from the perspective of, I don't understand, I want to understand, I want to know, I want to learn, we would be a better people. But because we haven't really made that effort, that's why we still have a large degree of society still swimming in challenges with diversity. Do you believe the way forward to understanding diversity is not to try to read a book or watch a movie to try to get to understand something about a whole group of people, but maybe to spend time with someone, one person who's different from you and get to know them individually? Don't generalize what they tell you to all people, because I know right now during the Black Lives Matter protests of last year, there was much diversity among and between African-Americans about what they thought about that. You can always find someone who believes the same way you do. And I have a colleague, I know you know him also, Marcus Gentry, who likes to ask the question, are you looking for confirmation of what you already believe or are you looking for the truth? And looking for the truth involves leaving your comfort zone. Can you say something about that? Yeah, we all want comfort. We all want shoes that fit, clothes that fit, a house that is warm in the winter, cool in the summer. We want comfort, and that's a natural part of our human condition. But when it comes to the area of diversity, you're right. Leaving your comfort zone is important. Challenging but important because the only way you can elevate your level of acceptance and understanding is to engage in conversations with people that are different and be involved with people that are different and rebuke the feeling to generalize. I've known you for almost 30 years and (laughs) I can't generalize all women, all Caucasian women, all women from the East Coast based on you. (laughs) And I know people that would do that because we generalize because it gives us the comfort we're looking for. Diversity is not a journey of comfort. It's a journey of understanding. It's a journey of learning. It's a journey of developing a higher level of intelligence. If you're looking for comfort, find comfort in those things, in understanding, in knowing more. But the journey itself is not a journey of comfort. I don't believe that the path that you take to your goal should be disrupted because you don't like the road you're on. Because ultimately, if you get to your goal, which is to understand, that's what you want to have happen. But along the way, you may run into people that are different. You may run into people that are mean and cantankerous. But if it gets you closer to your goal, you have to fight to get through it and you'll learn along the way. Would you say that it's not a journey of comfort, but a journey of courage? Absolutely. 
You have to have the courage to leave your comfort zone. You have to have the courage to be the only blank in the room, whatever that might mean. I've been the only woman in a room. I've been the only white person in a room. It's really challenging. And I think it requires courage. People who want to stay in their comfort zone are people who are, in my opinion, afraid to leave that comfort zone. So courage is an important part of the diversity journey. Yeah. One thing I want to mention when it comes to courage, it's not just the courage to leave your comfort zone. It's also the courage to be willing to say the wrong thing and be attacked by people who think differently than you. That has happened to me on multiple occasions. I know I'm going to say something that someone finds offensive. So I need to mention that before I even start talking. And I welcome when I get corrected by people because it helps me gain another level of understanding. If I'm speaking, it's never my intention to offend anyone. So if I do, I want to know how I did so I don't do that again. And that also has required (laughs) some courage from me. Yeah, yeah. Accepting correction from people. The scene in Rush Hour always flashes in my head when we talk about this. Accepting correction because you are going to make mistakes and everybody doesn't understand the journey. So they may not be as receptive to your mistake as you would want them to be. So you do. You have to be courageous. You have to make attempts, ask a lot of questions, go in with a genuine ignorance when you walk into the cultural diversity journey. You have to be genuinely ignorant because there's a lot you don't know. I think about humility and displaying that in front of a room full of people. It requires some courage, but it's definitely well worth it. Yeah, definitely. My last question for you is how has your knowledge of choice theory helped you on this journey? Choice theory. You know, choice theory has helped me in every aspect of my life. Mine too. And the one thing about choice theory that I draw that helps me with diversity is the level of commitment through self-evaluation, through understanding what my goal is. I know that my goal is to be more comfortable. And I think most people, if you look at it, we want to be comfortable. In self-evaluating my early years of being someone that didn't like white people and someone that didn't understand people that were different from me, that really wasn't comforting for me. It wasn't comfortable at all. I understood that if I wanted to be comfortable as a man, as a Black man, I needed to commit to doing things differently. My level of commitment to this diversity journey has been challenging. I have had to be courageous, but overall, I have to remain committed to achieving the goal of comfort. Choice theory definitely helped me to see that from an internal standpoint, that it's about me and my commitment to this journey that's going to get me the level of comfort. I would like to say that thus far in my life, I'm okay, Mm. but (laughs) I know there's more work to do and I'm committed to doing it. Help me to understand you use the word comfort to explain why people don't leave their comfort zone because they want to stay comfortable. And you're also using the word comfort for what you're trying to achieve on your diversity journey. They seem to be opposites. Can you help me understand that? Yeah. Comfort is something everybody wants. 
is something we all want to achieve. And if you ask most people in their lives, when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion, their comfort is found in judging what's different in looking at difference and identifying it as wrong. There's something wrong with those people. There's something they're not doing correctly. And so they find comfort basically in disagreement. Disagreement breeds stress, frustration, agony. Although they become comfortable in disagreement, the symptoms of disagreement are uncomfortable. The symptoms of frustration are uncomfortable. For me, finding comfort means not being frustrated, not being agitated, not being confused, which means I've got to go a different route than accepting that this is just negative differences that are coming at me. I've got to go another route to find it's not negative. It's just different. Things are just different. And if I can understand the differences, I can find a new level of comfort and peace that is void of stress, agony, and anxiety. I do believe most of society's comfort is found in those areas. And I think it's comfort because they don't have the courage to do the work. So would you say once you made the commitment to this diversity journey, your comfort zone changed? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What I found is that the comfort zone that I was in was occupied by thousands of people. And I would oftentimes interact with them and have my comfort zone justified. I don't like them. You don't like them either. Okay, then I'm on the right path. But I didn't want to exist with a high level of dislike and disdain in my heart because that wasn't comfortable. So I found comfort in existing around people who thought like I did. The courage is to walk away from that, to find internal comfort by understanding people that are different than you are. And I had to be committed to that because the one thing that you'll find is that those thousands of people out there, they're still out there and they're waiting for you to come back to the circle. And when you return with a different point of view, well, now you're not accepted. Now you're challenging their comfort zone. Exactly. Therein lies an issue that they must deal with. And typically what they do is disconnect from people that have found a new journey of comfort because they're not ready to commit yet. My hope and my prayer is that people will commit to understanding the differences that they run into each and every day. I would love to challenge all of our listeners who are interested in a path like this to join us on the path if they're not already on it. Thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, thank you for having me. Anytime that I can share a word about diversity, it's always a pleasure for me. I, too, join with you in challenging all of the listeners to just join this journey, the journey of embracing diversity. I think it's a great one. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. I hope you'll join me next week when I'll be talking with Shruti Takwani about being a sibling of a person with a disability. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at www.therelationshipcenter.biz forward slash podcast 
and remember to subscribe.